Welcome to the Gifted to Give podcast. I am Brother Guillen. If you're new to podcasting, you're in the right place. I can't wait to share to all of you how wonderful God is as we celebrate the 500 years of Christianity in the Philippines. Good day, listeners. We have once again Monsignor Achilles Dakai as he will preach and teach to us the good news of the gospel for this Sunday, November 6, 2022. We have a great number of listeners, downloads, and interactions. We at Gifted to Give Podcast would like to thank everyone for their support. We are blessed to have our sponsor for our podcast, Podmetrics. Thank you so much, Podmetrics, for the support, and I urge everyone to support them as well. And now, without further ado, please join us in welcoming Monsignor Achilles Dakai. Good morning. Good first Friday morning of November. And uh, wherever you are, wherever you come from, let us sit down and study once more the Bible online to situate ourselves within the church calendar. We are still in the so-called ordinary time. Today, first Friday of the 31st week in ordinary time. It's the feast of San Carlos Borromeo, the patron saint of the University of San Carlos and the patron saint of our minor and major seminaries. I hope, by the way, that you have celebrated well November 1, All Saints Day, and November 2, All Souls Day. By the way, they are all souls. Those now in heaven are souls hoping for the day when God in his own good time will give them glorious bodies. So they are still, as of now, only souls. Mary and Jesus alone have glorious bodies now in heaven. Those in purgatory are still souls, but they have to be cleansed of their imperfections. But we pray that God will someday welcome them to heaven, welcome them into the light of his face. So, they also are souls. They are all spiritual beings. Every one of us has a soul, and that is the spiritual part of each one of us. Again, I say it is not correct to say that These days, November 1, November 2, we celebrate Kalag, Kalag, because they are all true Kalags, really imaginary ghosts. Anyway, so we look forward to next Sunday, which is the 32nd Sunday in Ordinary Time. And still, we continue to read the gospel, the 
cycle C gospel according to St. Luke. This time we read chapter 20, verses 27, and then we jump to 20 to 34 till 38. That's the short form that we are allowed to read because the longer gospel for next Sunday is actually St. Luke chapter 20 from 27 to 38. Anyway, before we read from our own Bible copies or listen to Sister Vigia, they still read for us the gospel. Let us pray. Almighty Father, send your Holy Spirit upon us that we may read your word with faith. Reflect on it with hope and realize it with love. Following the example of your only begotten Son from whom we find freedom, fulfillment, and the future with you forever. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. So now we read chapter 20 of St. Luke, starting with 27, but then we omit the verses and jump to 20 to 34 and thir- till 38. When Jesus was approached by some Sadducees, religious leaders who say there is no resurrection from the dead. Jesus replied, Marriage is for people here on earth, but in the age to come, those worthy of being raised from the dead will neither marry nor be given in marriage, and they will never die again. In this respect, they will be like angels. They are children of God and children of the resurrection. But now, as to whether the dead will be raised, even Moses proved this when he wrote about the burning bush. Long after Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob had died, he referred to the Lord as the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. So he is the God of the living, not the dead, for they are all alive to him. Okay, thank you very much. St. Luke, the physician among the evangelists, has detailed this gospel. If we have to read the longer form, then we have to remember that the Sadducees were Jews different from the Pharisees and the scribes. While the Pharisees and the scribes believed in the afterlife, after this death there is another life. But the Sadducees did not believe in that. The Sadducees believed that once a person dies, he is gone, no more. But we believe that when a person dies, 
his soul is separated from his body. Now, we know this, we believe in this, that the soul of the departed faithful either goes to heaven or goes down to purgatory. But let us not talk about that because we celebrated that on November 1 and November 2. Let us now go to this gospel. Jesus precisely answered the Sadducees with a correction of the example that they give to disprove that there is a life after this. So they said, Moses allowed us that if a man marries a woman and he dies without bearing a child, the law of Moses prescribes that his brother should marry the same woman. And the Sadducees said, suppose there were seven brothers who therefore married the same woman because they died one after another. If there is a heaven, if there is life after this, that woman, to whom would she be married to? To whom should he be married? And Jesus said, you are wrong because in heaven, in heaven, there will be no marriages. Marriage, he says, is in this age, here on earth, now in this life. So I'd like to precisely focus our reflection on this, on what Jesus said, that in this age, man and woman, they get married to each other. But once they die, they do not anymore become husband and wife. They are not anymore partners in life, nor parents of children, but just as persons. Let us explain this. Marriage, therefore, is only here on earth and in this life. In fact, at a wedding, the bride and the groom together say, Grant us, O Lord, to be one heart and one soul from this day forward until death do us part. So marriage is only until death. And marriage is only here on earth. The question, therefore, how can we live a married life that can bring us to heaven, not anymore as husband and wife, but as persons that God intended us to be? How, therefore, can a couple, husband and wife, now, here, live so that they may merit to be co-heirs to eternal life, as we say at every Mass. This now is, for me, the time to reflect on this. Marriage between man and woman. Marriage is precisely three Bs. Bond, B-O-N-D, bed, B-A-D, and board, B-O-A-R-D. Marriage is bond, bed, and board, but only here on earth. 
because in heaven they will be falling in love with the Creator. So no use falling in love with a creature, a man or a woman. And since in heaven no one will die, no more separation from soul, from death, from a body, so there is no need for them to increase and multiply. The command to increase and multiply is only applied, applicable here on earth. The question really is how to live a married life so that at the hour of death, when the husband and the wife are separated, either both together or one after another, there will only be the persons, I repeat, and not any more partners in life, nor parents. Why? Jesus himself has said, because they will be like angels. They will not die anymore. And so, when they are welcomed into the light of his face, every person then will be in love with the Creator, will be in company with the Creator. That's what Jesus said to the good, good thief. Today you shall be with me in paradise. I repeat, marriage therefore is only here on earth and in this life. It is therefore the duty and the salvation of every couple to make the most and the best of their married life and love. The question, how? Well, precisely, there is this family life apostolate where we are reminded of what to be, who to be, and what to do in marriage. We have been saying that the principle that married couple should live up to is precisely love one another and live together. Jesus has said if a man wants to get married, he must leave his father and mother and cling to his wife. That's one principle. There are other principles of married life and love. We have said many times the husband and the wife here on earth should try to build a community of two by making common those five M's. Uh, again, common mind, common meals, common money, common manners, and common morals. That is, therefore, the challenge for every couple here now on earth so that thanks to their company he or she or both of them go to heaven but I repeat they won't be any more husband and wife up there they will be the persons that God intended them to be thanks therefore to the vocation of marriage which is a vehicle to heaven we see to it, therefore, that the husband and the wife live such a holy, happy, and healthy life as married 
man and woman, so that at the hour of death, then we, they separate and each one will be in love with the Creator, so useless to love, to fall in love with the creature of a man and a woman. Now is the time, therefore, to precisely strengthen the bond of marriage against divorce. Marriage can be sanctifying like any other vocation. It can make us holy. So thanks, I repeat, to the company of a good wife or a good husband. Then he or she goes up to heaven as a person, not anymore. Why? Because there will be no need, no need of a lover or a companion in heaven because we will all be in love and in company with God himself. The question, therefore, is how can we do that here on earth? How can we be loving God here on earth and be companions with God, with Jesus, here on earth? And that's what we have been trying to explain. It's not easy to be married and to get married. In marriage, remember, there is give and take. That's true. But there may be also misgivings and mistakes. So we should be humble enough to accept the misgivings and the mistakes as we go on to give and take from each other. Let us go to the Gospel according to Matthew, cycle A. In the Gospel, Jesus says, Again, we quote Jesus himself that in this life there are those who we may call those who are wise because he is telling in that gospel the parable of the ten young women or virgins. He is, say, he is saying that five of them are wise. Why? Because their assignment was to stay with the bride in her house and to await the coming of the bridegroom from his house to, to take the bride to his house. And the wise virgins were to accompany, therefore, the bride and the groom. But they have to be prepared while waiting. They have to light their lamps and they have to be totally prepared, knowing the bridegroom who has the right to come at any time. And because of that, they were prepared with extra oil. The wise young women, virgins, were actually totally prepared, awake or asleep, because they knew who the bridegroom was that he has the right to come at any time. And that's what we also have to live up to, that principle of waiting. In, at Mass we say we await the day of the second coming, 
and we hasten to add also the hour of our final going, whichever comes first, how? By being always free from sin and safe from all distress. That's what we learn from the wise virgins, who I repeat, are in the house of the bride and awaiting the arrival of the bridegroom to take the bride to his home. But that's what marriage was before. Let's go to the gospel according to Mark, chapter 12. Jesus, again, is quoted to have said that this poor widow at the temple area put only two little silver coins but she was giving more because she gave all, all that she had to live on. Why? Because she was confident in God's providence. Remember, in the New Testament we are told that God's favorites are the three, the poor, the widows, and the orphans. So the widow, in this case, can afford to give all that she had. After all, she was confident in God's providence. The providence of God can move anyone to help her along the way until she dies. So, these three states of life, marriage, singlehood, and widowhood, they give us principles of how to merit to be co-heirs to eternal life, how to go up there. The principle of giving cheerfully, not out of your abundance, but out of your substance, and of giving without expecting a return, but always confident in God's providence. So, three states of life, I repeat, married life, singlehood, and widowhood, they, we can learn from them principles of how to live this life in whatever state we may be in to merit, to be coerced to eternal life, to become the persons that we shall each of us be once in God's own time. We are given, when our souls are given glorious bodies, that is what we call the resurrection. Principles, it has been said, it is often easier it is often easier to fight for principles than to live up to them. So, our principles of married life and love, our principles of widowhood, singlehood, are not easy to live up to. They may be easier to fight for. So, that is why we really have to know more and more of what Jesus has told us, has taught us in the Gospels. 
We have all the teachings of Jesus which have been taught again and again by the church that he has established. Family life apostolate has been my favorite apostolate for many years. And therefore, it is a challenge, I repeat, this gospel for next Sunday. If we only focus on what Jesus said, that you Sadducees are wrong with your example of a woman married seven times to seven different brothers, because in heaven there will be no such thing, no marriage at all. Because marriage between husband and wife is love. But then in heaven you shall fall in love with God himself. Marriage is companionship, that's true, but nothing like being with God in heaven. And we also pray, have mercy on us, Lord, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, with Blessed Joseph, the apostles, and all the saints, we may merit to be co-heirs to eternal life. You may say, what can you priests advise married couples when you yourselves are not married? I always say, doctors do not need to be sick in order to cure sickness of others. So that's that. We therefore should know more the principles of life, married, single, or widow would, so that we here on earth, now in this life, living as husband and wife, living as single or bachelor, religious, celibate, or living as widows or widowers, we may learn how precisely to prepare ourselves here on earth, be wise, so that when he comes or when we go, knowing each other, the bridegroom, when the five wise virgins who were totally prepared to meet him, when they entered the house of the groom, they were not only welcomed, but they were known to him, and they knew him. The foolish precisely did not know him, nor were they known to him because they were not totally prepared in the sense that they did not know who is coming. The poor widow in the temple area whom Jesus observed was giving all that she had, poor that she was, but she was at the same time trusting and confident in God's providence as one of God's favorites other than the poor and the orphans. We may stop here and uh, welcome your questions and reflections. And now, words from our sponsor. If you're a current podcaster or plan to create your own podcast soon, I want to share with you the tool that I use to help me monetize my podcast. It's called Podmetrics. 
Pod Metrics is a platform that allows you to have full control of how you monetize your podcast. You can collab with brands and choose between the many merchants that fit your podcast's audience. It also gives you tips and samples on how to execute your ads properly to maximize your earning potential. Plus, you can track how many of your listeners you were able to convert and know how much you've earned in real time. Cashing out is also a breeze. So if you're a podcaster, make sure you sign up by clicking the link in the description box of this episode and use the referral code 500YOCCEBU so you can monetize your podcast too. Thank you, Podmetrics. And now, back to our podcast. A happy and blessed day ahead. Thank you for sharing your life with us, Monsignor. Will you please discuss more on the term source for all those in heaven and they are waiting to become saints? I came across on priests who called all those in heaven as saints who are not recognized by the Vatican as differentiated to those recognized. They use the term souls for those in purgatory, but those in heaven as saints. Thank you for enlightening us, Monsignor. No, no, you see, that's why, let's be correct in our terminologies. On November 1, we pray, Lord, remember also our brothers and sisters in faith who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection. Now, what does that mean? We have two examples of two people who died as good people. Lazarus, the brother of Martha and Mary, as well as the 12-year-old daughter of Jairus. They were reported dead, but Jesus said, no, they are not dead. They are just fallen asleep now. So therefore, good people are fallen asleep when they depart from us, when they die. And when they die, the souls are separated from the bodies. The bodies are what we precisely view during the wake days, and we bury them in cemeteries. But the souls of those fallen ones, we believe, are in heaven. Are in heaven. Now, there are souls in heaven whom the church has declared to be listed. That's why they are canonized. To be canon means list. The souls in heaven who are canonized are listed for us on earth to celebrate their feasts. But certainly there are many souls in heaven who are not canonized. But they are all called saints. To be a saint 
I repeat, is to be saved here on earth. That's why Mother Teresa of Calcutta was a living saint. To be a saint is to be holy. So the souls in heaven are the souls of holy people. They are all saints. But the beatified and the canonized are specifically determined by the church that we may have some days assigned to celebrate as their feasts. They are being listed, canonized. That is what it is. But canonized or not, the souls in heaven, I repeat, are only souls. There are no bodies yet. Their bodies will only be given on the last day so that, again, the body and the soul will be united. That's the time they will be resurrected as the persons that God intended them to be. The souls in purgatory are precisely the souls of those who have died in God's mercy. Meaning, God was merciful to them that in spite of their imperfections, He made them stay in a place where they were they are cleansed but they have no bodies yet they are not yet in heaven so we pray that God may welcome them into the light of his face in heaven but once in heaven they will also wait for the day that God will give them their bodies so the souls in heaven as well as the souls in purgatory are all souls, true spiritual beings, not kalag-kalag, like pare-pare or balay-balay or kasing-kasing, not true. So we should be correct in our devotion when sounded, when grounded on sound doctrine and guided by strict discipline. Reflection in my vocation as a married person, I should do all the best I can as a wife and mother and grandmother because this is my way to heaven. I will not be any of these roles in heaven but a glorified person by God's mercy and grace. That's true. So the challenge is for us how to make the most and the best of our married life and love here on earth and now. We save ourselves now. Salvation is here and salvation is individual. So Mr. and Mrs. Each one of them should try to be good and to do good. There is no such thing as good for two in religion. Every one of us has to be good and to do good. Reflection in whatever state of life I can live my life using the principle of giving. Nothing is lost in giving in God's eyes. Help me, Lord, not to be anxious to give from my sustenance. That's true. That's why I have said, either we are married, we are single, 
or we are a widower or a widower, we still have to live up to some principles. If we stick to this principle of giving as single persons, as consecrated persons, we can give to whom? Jesus has said, give food to the hungry, drink to the thirsty, home to the homeless, clothing to the wicked, to the naked, visit the sick and the prisoners. That's giving enough. Give of your time and talent and treasure, not out of your abundance, but out of your substance, what you need yourself. You give without expecting a return. You give cheerfully. We remember once more what St. Francis has said, that when you depart from this world, you can take nothing of what you received, but only of what you have given. Good morning, Mons. Good morning. It is prominent now that there are more cases of failed marriages. What do you think is the short-term or practical solution or steps for these couples? And currently, where do we start working on this pandemic on marriage in general to limit from exploding? Salamat, Sarah Fleshen. Okay. This principle of marriage until death. There was a wife who I, I solemnized their marriage some time ago. But when I told them again that you are married only until death, because you have said until death do us part, the wife said, Myra, Myra, Monsignor, oi. <laughs> because, Sabinia, if I'm married to this man here and still be married to him there, so it's good, he says, that marriage is only until death. But the question is, positively, what can we do to make our married life a vehicle, a vocation to heaven so that not both of us but each one of us enter. I have told you this story before that there was this widower. His wife died some time ago. When he finally died himself we are told that he knocked on the door of heaven and St. Peter opened the door and asked him, Who are you? He identified himself. I am the wife of that woman, president of the Legion of Mary. She was very good. She would hear mass for the two of us. She would say the rosary for the two of us. When Peter asked him, what's the name of your wife? He said, so-and-so, Cordapia. When Peter read the book of life, 
He said, your wife, your good wife, has already entered heaven. And the widower said, Lord, Jesus said, the two of us are one. So where he, she is, there I should be. And Peter said, no. She has entered heaven for the two of you. So you just stay outside. In other words, no husband, no wife together. But each one, husband and wife. Or wife. The question how to make our married life holy, saintly, segregated, isolated, set free, holy, saintly, here on earth. Good morning, Monsignor. Good morning. What was liberate marriage and what was its purpose in the Israelite society? Well, the principle that God enunciated to Adam and Eve increase and multiply. That's applicable here on earth. But once separation at death, then the souls in the other world will not anymore be married only here on earth and now in this life. We should make therefore the most of it and the best of it. There will be no such thing as good for two. Each husband and each wife should try to be good and to do good. So the three principles I have enunciated the principle of living together and loving each other as husband and wife here on earth. The principle of being prepared totally for the day of his second coming or our, the hour of final going by knowing well the bridegroom who is coming to meet us when we go out and depart from this world. And finally, when we are advised to give cheerfully out of what we have as substance and to expect no return. These are the three principles that may make us co-heirs to eternal life. Heaven. Heaven is where we are all going, hopefully, as married couple, as single persons, or as widows or widowers. So I repeat, next Sunday, the, 20, the 32nd Sunday in Ordinary Time, the second to the last Sunday of the year, we are all challenged to reflect on this, on these principles which may not be easy to live up to, but precisely we should learn from one another. We should study the Word of God because there you, we are taught the principles that, are, that we have to live up to in this life here on earth. In heaven, we shall all fall in love with God, the Creator. So, what's the use of falling in love with a creature? a man or a woman. In heaven we shall all be with God. With God. He will be our constant companion. So no use 
being in the company of a man or a woman. The question is how to get there. And I have been saying that vocation, my priestly vocation and your marriage vocation, is a vehicle to heaven, hopefully. So, here we pause for our final blessing. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. So, thank you for all your interest and your initiative to set up this Bible study online. Wow, that was an amazing talk given by Monsignor Achilles Dakai. We are so grateful for the Lord for sending Monsignor Dakai to share God's Word to all of us. We would like to thank again Monsignor Achilles Dakai and also to our heartfelt gratitude goes to all of you who joined, interacted, and asked a question for Monsignor Dakai. Hear more from Monsignor Dakai again next weekend. This is once again the Gifted to Give podcast for your ears only. I am Brother Gian signing off. Have a blessed Sunday to all and to God be the glory. You have just listened to the Gifted to Give podcast with your host, Brother Gian, Brother John, and Father Jojo. Catch our next episode. This episode of the Gifted to Give podcast was brought to you by our sponsors. Thank you for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's show, head over to our Facebook page at 500 Years of Christianity, Archdiocese of Cebu. If you love the Gifted to Give podcast, love for you to subscribe, rate, and give a review everywhere you listen to your podcast. Till next time, 